0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 366 of the RV Podcast.
1: And this week, you're going to hear from a couple who have six kids and they're going to travel the country in a double decker bus.
0: A double decker bus that they turned into an RV.
2: Welcome fellow travelers
0: it's time for another episode of the rv podcast
1: answering your questions sharing tips suggesting great trips and off the beaten path adventures and always staying on top of the rv lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and
0: inside industry information here's your hosts award-winning journalists mike and jennifer wendland Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland. This is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hello, my dear. Hello, Michael. And here we are. Time for another RV podcast and fun interview today. Can you imagine traveling the country with six kids, six very young kids? And a double-decker Bus converted into an RV. Yep. Uh, We interviewed this couple literally on the side of the road as the mom was fixing some sandwiches for the kids. They were in the back of a van that they also have. And uh, what an adventure they're about to have. Uh, You're going to love meeting this couple. They're coming up in just a couple of minutes in the interview of the week. But it's hard enough you and me and Bo. Can you imagine with uh, six kids?
1: Oh, that has to be a set of flexible parents. Having six children is a challenge, right there. And what an adventure!
0: We have had so much fun uh, interviewing different uh, groups of RVers, from solos to families to seniors. And you'll be hearing lots more interviews over the next uh, several weeks about uh, you know from from different groups of RVers. Every RVer we talk to has a story to tell, and that's just so much fun, isn't it?
1: It is. It's how everybody enjoys what they want to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hey, speaking of you, if you have a story that you think we should tell, or if you know somebody that you think we should profile for an interview, or you just have a comment or a question you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, uh, the best way to reach us is just, uh, go to, uh, an email and send it to Mike and Jen at RVlifestyle.com. We love getting your emails. Uh, we are about ready to uh, take off ourselves on a trip. But, but before we do, I, uh, I, I love going through some of this uh, email that we got. We'll tell you about that in a second. Here's one that came from uh, Kathleen Bartel. And she writes, uh, hey, Mike and Jen, Uh, we are Florida people and we're kind of used to weird people, but we thought we would share this. We see a lot of strange things. This is a new wrinkle Uh, while enjoying our e-bikes on the beautiful scenic bike trail at Santos trailhead campground near Ocala, Florida. We returned to our site to see a new neighbor just across the way. And she sent us a picture and she says, as you can see, it's a rather large boat. And yes, it was plugged into the electric at the campground, (laughs) and yes, it was being used as a camper. Why not? I've seen lots of quirky sleeping quarters at the state campgrounds, but this is a first for me. I guess a true Floridian <laughs> learns to enjoy his boat on land and sea. Thanks for what you do. We'll keep watching. That's from Kathy and Steve Bartle. Thank you, Kathy. They're from Tampa and they were camping in Ocala and they sent us that.
1: I mean, why not use a boat?
0: I don't know. As you know, your camper. Yeah. Most of them that boat like that size. You could sleep below. So yeah. there you go. Boat RV. What's the difference? Right. Uh, except uh, what do they say? A boat is just a, uh, uh, it's like a whole that you just keep pouring money in yeah. that never goes away. But I think they can say that about an RV too. They can. They can. Well, we are about ready to load up our RV and we're off for a two-week trip. And uh, we're excited about it. Uh, we're, um, the eventual destination is uh, Natchez, Mississippi, and a uh, meetup with all of our RV Lifestyle Facebook supporters and our YouTube members who are part of our members' committee community. And uh, we're going to spend uh, several days there camping out and having meals together and hanging out together and enjoying uh, all the stuff to see in Natchez. It's really a very cool city. We visited it earlier this year when we did the Natchez Trace, which we'll be traveling now in the next couple of days again. This time we'll be going south instead of north. And uh, we just really liked it. But we're also going to stop in Middle Tennessee. And I'm excited about this. Very curious. Do you remember back in the early summer, we did a story about this trend, this new trend for uh, owning your own campsite. And we visited a place called The Landings. Met some interesting people down there. They they had... uh, oversized lots i mean like a two-thirds the size bigger than the normal rv lot and uh, we really enjoyed meeting them well we're going to see how that's progressed Uh, but that same company is developing a uh, huge tract of mountaintop land and they're they're targeting it for rvers and these are parcels that are from five acres to over a hundred acres so we Uh, Since we're going right past there on the way to Mississippi, we're going to stop and uh, tour that and see what that's like. So we'll have actually a video for that. But um, they uh, are also one of our sponsors. And so uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the interview of the week. But here is a notice about that development that we're going to visit and a special date. I think it's uh, October 30th for for a special tour of it that they're going to have for all RVers. So uh, check this out. There is a big event coming up just west of Nashville, Tennessee for RVers on October 30th. Tennessee Land and Lakes is selling off a 1500-acre estate known as The Woodlands at Buffalo River in large acreage properties from 5 to 126-acre parcels. Unlike most properties, these are virtually unrestricted, allowing year-round RV living in an incredibly natural setting. It's like owning your own State Park, your property, your way. There's high-speed fiber optic internet available, wooded trails, and big views surrounded by the most popular destination spots in Tennessee, like Nashville, Kentucky Lake, and the Buffalo River. The pricing is phenomenal for this area. Six acres, only $69,900. 20 acres, $89,900. 35 acres, only $149,900. There's even great Financing. Take a video tour, get the details on the website myrvland.com.
1: Welcome back to the RV interview
0: of the week. And this week, our special guests are Dane and Dina Iyerly
1: and their six kids. They're known as the Double Decker Travelers.
0: Yeah, and they uh, have uh, bought, as you'll hear, a uh, an old tour bus, double decker which they're turning into a double-decker RV. <laughs> and it's a big project. It's taking a little longer than they wished, but they're, uh, they're still traveling. Uh, they're just uh, all six kids and uh, mom and dad are in a van. And we caught up with them on the side of the road, I believe, uh, somewhere in New Mexico. And uh, here's, uh, here's their interview. Uh, okay, the Irish joined us now from the road. And uh, this is kind of like one of those rare family moments because, uh, Dina, you're feeding the kids right now. Hey, kids, wave at the camera, everybody. They can't hear Can us, so tell them to wave. Wave, <laughs> wave <high>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got, uh, I don't know how many of your six kids are back there. I see three sets of hands, so. uh that is six of them are
3: here. We didn't leave any of them
1: out. Uh,
0: are they all there? All right. Well, like, it's dark back there, but they're all eating lunch. So let's uh, let's uh, get kind of an intro here uh, with everybody, but let's have you guys tell everyone what you are doing uh, and why you're known as the Double Decker Family.
3: Sure. Do you you want you want to take it or you want me to, babe?
4: You can take it. So
0: we are
3: we are um, we're, just, we're on the road. We're taking a two year road trip. Uh, we've got six kids, uh, age age range from five to or, or from I'm sorry, from nine to three at the youngest the youngest are twins um so we had six kids in five years uh, planned and and uh, we just decided last year um uh, well kind of early early last year around fourth of july we wanted to do something pretty epic with them we were on a road trip ourselves uh, with the kids and and they all behaved really well they did very very well So we decided, hey, why don't we just do this full time? Now we are an epic adventure, and uh, started looking into it. We looked into just a regular RVs, Class A's, and and then we we really looked into like schoolie conversions and things like that. Ultimately, what we found and settled on was a double decker tour bus uh, that we're currently having converted into our roaming tiny home.
0: Now, a double decker bus. Is not really a tiny home. <laughs> this, that's going to be pretty big. And yeah, we I mean, will show videos. Start. We'll show some videos of it uh, on our our YouTube channel when we with, with this podcast, and we'll put some pictures on our blog, and we'll link to you have a uh, you're starting off with a YouTube channel. So as you get going, people yeah. are going to really be following you. We'll link to that. Uh, but this is pretty cool. A double decker bus. Uh, Well, where does one find a double-decker bus, and what gave you the idea to convert it into a home on wheels?
4: Well, we had looked at schoolies quite a bit, and we were leaning towards the schoolie route, and and so Dane was just looking at buses all over the internet, and we came across uh, like a halfway converted double-decker bus, and um, we were like, oh, like... I, and I think it was just on like, maybe like eBay or something like that, that we found it. We've,
3: yeah. So, I mean, I, I found it on, on bus and, and it would say halfway converted. It had been used. There's a tech company in San Francisco that used it like a hotel on wheels. They had already converted it to a hotel. No, I
4: would think the partially converted one, the first, the first double decker that we saw, we found one that was like, a,
3: Oh yes, 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 yes.
4: We found that one was like a partially converted one online. And we are like, That's it. That gives us enough square footage to have, because it was like we were either going to have to sacrifice our living space so our kids could have individual space or, you know, it was like either or. We could either have individual space for our kids or or living space. And we're like, oh, that would be great. So we started looking at double-decker buses.
3: Yeah. And then, and then I found the one on bus for sale
4: and yeah, we've seen them on eBay and bus for sale. And I think there was one other website uh,
3: ABC now, companies. You, Cause they're, they make, who,
0: who is, who is doing this conversion for you?
3: So um, the company that's doing the conversion, it's a company based up in Austin, Utah. Um, they're, they are called apex customs. Um, and, you know, they, they specialized in like a, Car restorations, and then started doing some school bus conversions. I think ours was ours was like the second or third bus that they did at all. And
0: we're not. How long is this process taken? And you're about ready to take off in it, but how long has it taken to get this done?
3: That, that's quite the question. Um, we
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we dropped the bus off in October of last year?
3: We dropped the bus off in August of last year.
4: Oh, in August of last year.
3: Yeah. So, August, we dropped off the bus. They started working on it in September, and we were supposed to have it in March. Uh, we're now seven months over schedule, which is why we're on the road right now. We just decided, you know, look, we're not going to let the bus delay our family adventure. So, we decided, hey, just load up in the van, and we'll do typically like so right now what we've been doing while we're waiting for the bus is like day trips you know three six hour drives where we can go out and come home in one day hey. today we're actually you know we're we're doing a a two-week trip right now and uh, so this one's a little bit longer and we're staying in hotels along the way which is a whole nother
0: map oh, with six kids <laughs> uh, you guys you guys school road school the kids then uh, and we'll homeschool yeah. them right now right Correct. Tell us about your background. How how does how how can you are you going to be able to work from the road, or how are you going to finance such a epic trip like this?
3: <laughs> so that that we actually get that question quite a bit um, from from anybody that follows us. And, and ultimately, I've worked in I've worked with software startups for the last few years. Uh, we we save pretty well. We're pretty frugal uh, overall, so we saved pretty well. Um, and you know ultimately had had the funds to be able to buy the bus and, and pay for that conversion in cash and and now on the road because you know with a software background, I'm building websites and apps and softwares I'm, I'm working on working on a software for road tooling um, as well as you know reciprocal program software I'm working on things like that. so that's how we're financing it really. Uh, we sold everything. we sold our home. We sold everything that we owned, everything that we had, um, packed all down into a 5x10 U-Haul trailer before we took it all to Utah while we wait.
0: So your goal is, uh, as I read one place, is to visit every national park.
3: Yeah. So... I don't know if Dina wants to take this one.
4: So our goal really is to spend two weeks in every state, but we want to do the national parks. We're, we're, we're getting our kids' little endurance up. We, like an hour ago, just did a mile hike uh, with no shade, uh, and that's the longest that they had done with no shade. So we feel like we're getting their endurance up so that we're able to, by the end of the trip, be able to do some of those really cool hikes that are longer, but that everybody talks about in the national parks.
3: Yeah, I mean, we we're fascinated by not just the national parks. We want to go to as many of those as possible and take the bus. You know, obviously the bus isn't going to be able to go in to the national parks. They all have size limits, and it's you know it's forty three feet long, so it's not going to fit anywhere. And so it's really been for us a matter of planning places outside of national and state parks where we can then unhook the toad, the van and. You know, drive in and do the exploring part. So we've now, a lot of what you're training with the kids?
0: <laughs> uh, so you tour, you tow uh, the van you're in now. Is that what you'll be towing?
1: Correct.
4: Yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a and, Ford Transit. And, uh, van. A Ford Transit. I was just going to ask you that. And you right now, you're on the side of the road somewhere in New Mexico. You just came from the Balloon Festival, didn't you? Weren't you there? Yeah. So this
3: morning we were in Albuquerque at the balloon festival. We uh, we were on the day on the road for a whole day. We came down from uh, like the Utah Salt Lake Utah area, uh, drove down to Albuquerque, stopped a few places along the way, and then um, we decided for this far down for Albuquerque, we might as well hit some other New Mexico sites. So we after the balloon festival, we went to Valley of Fire. Um, Which is just volcano stuff. I'm fascinated with volcanoes and lava rocks and stuff. (laughs) So we were in Valley of Fire. I can actually still see Valley of Fire over here to my, my shoulder. I can see Valley of Fire, which we just left. And we're headed to White Sands tonight and, and uh, Carlsbad National National Park and Guadalupe Mountains National Park. And And,
0: and when do you pick up the bus and, uh, Dina, your thoughts about, uh, about, about living in a double-decker bus?
4: Oh, man. Uh, so we're not sure when we're going to pick the bus. We're just crossing our fingers that it'll be done when we get back from our trip. Um, so um, I'm a little nervous about it because I'm a little bit of an anxious human. But actually being on the road is really calming to me. Um, and I've enjoyed, like, minimalizing my house. I feel a lot better when we have less stuff. Um, and I don't know, I'm excited about being on the bus. Uh, I'm sure it'll have a lot of learning curves and stuff like that. you know, I have six kids and so, you know, I have to feed them and we have a little tiny oven and that'll be an interesting learning experience.
3: Yeah. Dina is, um, Dina is anxious and, and, and stressed and she has, you know, suffers from depression and anxiety, things like that. And so that was, um, as we were preparing for this we talked a lot about how that was going to play in in the bus and when we take a, a couple of these smaller road trips in the van uh it was interesting to see her stress level. now we we came from a larger home a uh, larger home. we came from an average uh, 2500 square foot home right uh but when we got in the van we traveled her stress levels just dropped and and the depression things like that totally dropped Now in nature it's fantastic so um we're I'm really looking forward to it I, I've done road trips my whole life and uh with my family we both come from large families and so I've never spent a day in an RV I've always done road trips like in in a van Um so I'm, I'm looking forward to it a new adventure something different and,
0: and uh the kids they have to be grooving on this this is great I mean they're seeing new <laughs> stuff all the time uh how are they doing with it all
4: um, they really enjoy it. They've liked. They particularly love nature, and so that's kind of like why we want to go to the national parks is because every time we get in nature, they just get so excited. Um, they get a little grumpy when we try to explain science things for them. Um, but they're like, "Oh, we don't want to hear about the educational stuff, Mom. We just want to go adventure."
3: Yeah, yeah they, they do. You know, we are trying to everywhere we go give them that education and tell them about what it is we're looking at. The balloon festival this morning is a great example. We tried to sit there and explain to them the science behind the the hot air and what makes the balloons go up or what makes them go what direction with the winds and things. They
0: don't really- They just probably wanted to ride one, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
4: I I think I got asked like maybe, uh, probably at least 50 or 60 times, mom, can we go in one of those?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So tell us, uh, before we let you go and finish feeding the kids and get back on the road, uh, tell us about this. You said it's a two-year epic road trip, and yeah. uh, you mentioned uh, two weeks in every every state. Uh, uh-huh. How oh, how planned out are you?
4: Well, we were we were significantly planned out, and then we we got bumped back so much. So yeah, I mean,
3: so so the the bus build we had kind of built it all around. It was supposed to be done in March, right? Yeah. And we had then decided, okay, the kids get done with school in May we'll just go pick up the bus in May. We'll hit the road. And we had it planned out starting in in June 1st, planned out everywhere we would go, following the weather pretty much, uh, 70 degrees. But then the bus got delayed. And so kind of all our plans changed. We're just ultimately going to meet up to where we attend. We had a a massive map on our wall. I think it was a, a four foot by five foot map on the wall of our home that we had literally drawn out with dry erase markers our entire route and so we we're pretty planned out as far as the general areas that we want to go we've researched you know rv parks that'll fit our bus you know all that all that kind of stuff where we can go for cheapest like yeah said, we're frugal so cheap is good
4: yeah and we and we've done the research on uh we've asked in lots of groups about like what boondocking spaces would fit that fit ours and like what harvest hose places will be able to fit our bus and things like that and or accommodate us and so we've done a lot of research on like where we can stay for sure
0: Yeah, that's good so
3: not perfectly wow. planned out but
0: but fairly long. well. We want to uh, check in with you regularly as this uh, as once you get your bus, and we'll, yeah. we'll we'll again share your your new YouTube channel with everybody because uh, people will will love uh, following that. But I just applaud you for this. This is an epic trip. The kids <laughs> will remember this forever, and uh, you've got uh, at least two years of uh, travel uh, planned, and I I bet it's going to be a lot more than that. So. Yeah, you Fingers know, crossed for you everybody, get everybody tells us
3: two years is not enough and we'll end up loving it and staying on the road for a lot longer. So <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: <Yep. laughs> that's true. Will. that may be the case.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Dana Day the uh, Double Decker family. Thanks for being on the podcast and we'll be checking with you uh, regularly to see how it goes. You should be getting the bus soon. So let us know.
3: That's right. That's right. Thanks so much, Mike. You guys take care.
4: Thank you.
1: Bye. That was so much fun, and Mike, aren't they starting their own YouTube channel?
0: Yeah, they only got a couple of videos up, but we'll put a link to it uh, in the show notes, and you can kind of follow them along as they—they're uh, about ready to get that double-decker bus. It's almost done. Uh, but it was fun. I really got a kick out of uh, you know, Dina uh, making sandwiches for the kids. And the kids are in the back seat, and they're waving and totally nonplussed by it all.
1: I think this is going to be a, a fun youtube channel to follow
0: yep and uh we wish them great luck we hope we uh we run into them on the road all right we'll be back and when we do we've got the rv news of the week coming up right after this fall is just around the corner so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the off season and whether you own an rv a travel trailer or a camper empirecovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against mother nature EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protected from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVLifestyle or use the promo code RV60 at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battle Batteries. Battle Batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance-free. And Battleborne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battle battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our battle batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back to the RV News of the Week. And a sad story starting us off from Yellowstone.
1: Yeah, Yellowstone, one of our favorite places. There was a 20-year-old woman, her father and her dog, and they went to go look at a hot spring.
0: Maiden's Grave Thermal Spring. It's not really well known, uh, but it's a, a really neat little spring. You know, there's so many thermal there are so things. There so many. They're yeah.
1: everywhere when you're out there. And the, the woman and her father got out, and when they opened that car door, as dogs often do, their dog bolted out. Well, naturally the 20-year-old woman tried to rescue her dog and she was burned for feet up to her shoulders and her father ended up rescuing her from the springs and he they also got the dog out but uh, she needed to be taken for medical help.
0: She's in uh, the Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center and their burn unit really bad birds. The dog did not make it. No. Uh, uh, Yellowstone issued a press release and um, they use this uh, you know the woman uh, clearly uh, didn't mean her dog to get out of the car, but it's a reminder of you've got to keep your dogs under control at all times particularly at Yellowstone uh, I think our dog is- <laughs> our
1: dog is not being under control yeah. our dog's coming our dog, the- our
0: dog is over here getting <laughs> pets with us right now and uh, yeah.
1: yeah, they get just <laughs> like us your pets get sick of being in the vehicle and they see that or- door opening and they want to get out and you know maybe you'd seen some animals earlier I don't but know. Sad story. A very sad story and we all need to learn from that so that history isn't repeated
0: so uh, th- the big news uh, in the our world this week was uh, the Biden administration has restored boundaries at two of the big national monuments in Utah and also one in uh, New England. The uh, it's pretty controversial, the Bears Ear Monument. It was originally created by uh, President Barack Obama and then the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument that was was created. That was created by the Clinton administration. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, Donald Trump came in as president, he scaled both of them back in size and restored uh, the Biden administration last week yeah revoked that and restored them back to the original size um the, the thing i didn't realize is that 66% of the land in utah is federal government owned
1: that is absolutely incredible 66% because so it's that off- means there's no taxes collected no taxes. on that land
0: and uh you know so uh, and the people who own those monuments say that that is land that uh, uh it's very important to them the in- indigenous people the uh, that have been around the various tribes uh, environmentalists have uh, always wanted it protected and of course ranchers would like to use it but uh, and anyways they're back to their original monument size and uh uh, that obviously they'll stay that way for uh, for the next few years at least. So uh, uh, a lot of controversy about that. I think you'll hear a lot.
1: You know, this time of year, Halloween, the RV parks are absolutely jammed about this month, the month of October. It used to be, it was more just around Halloween, but now it's like two, three weeks, even sometimes the whole month, they have special Halloween celebrations.
0: Yeah. And we've been to a number of them on Halloween, I think of the Kentucky Horse Park. Yeah. Uh, We have a a story up on the RV Lifestyle Travel Blog that we just put on about that. And uh, it shows you... I mean it was everybody was decorating their RVs uh, many of the parks have uh parades costume parades they even have pet parades just <laughs> yeah, in pets uh but it was amazing some of the the links people went to decorate their RVs with lights and projectors and
1: And, you know, I think a reason that has really caught on Halloween in the parks is because like when you live in the north, this is kind of like your last chance before you have to winterize if you don't go south.
0: It's the last hurrah. the Last
1: hurrah. And what a great way to take the kids and have fun.
0: Now we're off uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. We think we're going to be able to follow the color all the way down to the Mississippi River. It's about peaked up where we live in Michigan. Uh, Our favorite UP at it's, uh, the leaves are all coming off. There was a lot of storms earlier in the week and the, the leaves have, have dropped significantly. But the color line is moving down south very rapidly. So we're hoping to be able to pick that up over the next two weeks. Um, but fall colors are just spectacular this year. I think it's the best time to go camping.
1: It's my favorite time to go camping. It's Bose, too, because it's not too hot and the bugs are gone. Absolutely perfect time to go camping.
0: Now, there is uh, something called the Leaf Peeping App, and it is an app that shows you graphically where... Uh, peak color can be found, and we will put a link to it in the s- description and the show notes, and you can go to it and uh, take a look at that if you want to plan your trips. But uh, by all means, get out there
1: and fun this week. Winnebago just announced and received a lot of press coverage. A little tiny trailer—it's
0: really tiny. It is about the length of a pickup truck, uh, and it's it's wide. It's uh, not quite eight feet wide. It's actual length is 16 feet. Uh, It's 10 feet tall. Now
1: that surprised me, the 10 feet tall. Well,
0: so you can get inside. Remember, you got to step up to get into it. You got to stand up. True. Uh, And it only weighs 2700 pounds so that you can that is
1: going to open up camping to so many people
0: yeah and it's neat they they and the pictures we saw of it, they have a series of awnings which kind of expands outdoor space they say it gives you an extra 200 feet but um you cook uh in an outdoor co- kitchen uh it does have a the camper inside has a shower, shower and a, and a bathroom. bathroom
1: some solar panels
0: yeah and uh, if you want to peek, we'll put a link to it in the uh, in the show notes in the description below. But I think that's a trend. We saw it at the Hershey RV Show. Smaller RVs.
1: Smaller. And uh, now with,
0: smaller camper, with camper trailers.
1: With tents. You can expand your space with tents. And yeah. if it's nice out, it's nice to be out.
0: Yeah. So and
1: less gas used, easier on your vehicle. Smaller vehicles can tow these vehicles. It's all good.
0: It is all good, isn't it? (laughs) It is all good. good. All right, we come back. RV Questions of the Week, so stay with us. All RVers need specialized emergency transportation coverage to cover air and ground ambulances, return to home services, and vehicle return. You only have a 68% chance that those services will be completely covered by your major medical. The sad reality is that a lot of people believe they have that coverage, but it turns out most carriers that claim to cover air ambulances only cover you for a hospital to hospital transfer and offer no coverage to get you to the initial hospital in the first place. The truth is, 68% of air ambulances are hospital to hospital. Here's a map of all the places in the U.S. That getting to the hospital in the golden hour is not possible without an air ambulance. And with an average cost of $52,481 for an air ambulance, why would you take the risk? Go to peaceofmindforrvs.com today and take a look at the true emergency transportation coverage they offer that covers it all. The coverage can save your life and your life savings. Check it out, peaceofmindforrvs.com Jennifer and I are members, and we urge you to consider it too. Peace of mind for RVs.com. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of RVLifestyle.com slash HH, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off but you must use the special link rblifestyle.com slash hh.
1: Welcome back. And now it's time for the question of the week. And we have an email question from Tim Taylor. His question is he's uh, he he was interested in the uh, twin bed wonder, which as you know, has the twin beds and then it has the big garage underneath. And his wife is concerned about that closet space. She's worried about if that's too hard to get, lift up that mattress, lift, that up to get to your closet space
0: um we happen to have the uh leisure trial vents wonder rear twin bed we've done a couple big reviews we'll put links to them in the show notes you can you can read it but uh, yes you do have to lift that bed up Mm -hmm. and um what do you think of that
1: well you have to lift it up or you can there's two doors that you can open a door to reach in and drop things off if you want to do that you have space and that's basically your space it's a big I mean, closet a huge area, amount of space a lot of closet space you also have some cabinets up high but you do have to lift that up and when we had ours for two weeks i asked people when they would look at it, i said what do you think of that what do you think of that and it didn't seem to bother any of them but now if you have shoulder problems or if you think this is going to be a problem to you, you know, then I can see why you're concerned. But it hasn't been a problem to us so far.
0: And uh I mean it is I, I maybe it's a slight inconvenience that you if you gotta lift it up and you gotta reach under and pull it out and then you gotta put it back down again. But uh to have that amount as we, we chose the unit we have specifically because of that extra storage space it has, the wonder has. So we were, uh, we're thrilled with ours. Um,
1: And if I can say, we also changed our bedding. We um, have a beddy, which is uh, something that hugs the mattress. Kind of wraps around the
0: mattress. Wraps around it.
1: But you could do that with anything. And then you
0: zip it, uh, you know, it makes up really good.
1: Because it would really make you cranky if your bed became a mess every time that you lift it up. But just a sleeping bag on top of your mattress could work too.
0: Yeah, so we'll put a link to, uh, th- we tested three bedding solutions out with that wonder. And we'll put a link to that video as well in the show notes for this episode. And you can follow those along. Uh, we also uh, do, I want to put, do a question from our Ask Us Anything series that we do. We do it every uh, Sunday night. It's at seven o'clock Eastern time and it simulcasts on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, and for an hour, Jen and I answer your questions as you come in about different parts of the RV lifestyle. And here's one that uh, we've seen a couple variations of this. So we think it has pretty general interest and it has to do with running a business. As you travel the RV, you travel around the country in your RV and stay at different campgrounds, a business where you sell or service things. Here's uh, how we answered that question. Jeanette Wisniewski.
1: Do you, Zlewski, I think it's do you know if you're allowed to run a business out of a park? They wouldn't uh, want people coming and going to pick not, things up at your. Uh,
0: not really. It's.
1: Would you be using too much of there? Your...
0: Well, they don't want most of them. Say no commercial business allowed. There's a lot of people who do little things, you know, but uh, no, not where you say uh, unless the park gives you permission, you know, like, hey, I'm a. I hear a lot. For example, I've had this question posed before from RV Tex. Hey, we want to be a mobile RV tech. My husband's great at, uh, at fixing stuff. And as we travel, we want to have a shine up sign outside our RV in the parks. Hey, we'll fix your RV. Can we do that? And I would say the answer is no. It depends on the park, but oh. most of them don't want you doing that. Some of them will say, well, sure. We'll tell people because there's always somebody who needs some work done at a park, but, um, you want to check with the parks what kind of a business it is. Is the first thing they'll ask, and then uh, now if you're an accountant and you're doing you know remote work from your RV, that's fine. But if it's a business where the public can come and do commerce with you at a park, uh, I think that, that you're going to find problems. Uh, so uh, certainly ask for their permission first. All right, that question came from Ask Us Anything. And again, we do that uh, every Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. So it's a lot of fun.
1: And we'd love to have you join us. Tune in. Any questions that you have whatsoever. And plus, everybody has a lot of fun just kind of talking to each other, too. Yeah. Helping it, each other out, suggestions.
0: If you have a question you'd like us to answer here in the podcast, just pick up your cell phone and uh, do a selfie video of you asking us a question. And then send it to us at Mike and Jen at RV Lifestyle. Dot com Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. All
1: right. What do we got next? Well, we're going to hear another hidden campground gem from Mark Kep.
2: Thank you, Mike and Jen. And hello, everybody. Today, we're going to go out to the East Coast and take a look at a hidden gem located in the state of Ohio. Specifically, the campground is located just kind of southwest of Pittsburgh and then east of Columbus, Ohio. It's called Leith Run Campground. This campground is located along the Ohio River um, in a rural area off of Highway 7. And the campground itself is a U.S. Forest Service campground located in a nice wooded setting with, as if you're on the East Coast, you know, everything's green. It's beautiful. So really nice campground here. There is actually a swimming hole out on the Ohio River where you can go swim, kayak, and do all the stuff that you'd want to do out on the water. And as you can see from the... This video here, these campgrounds and campsites are paved roads, paved parking pads, and plenty large uh, campsites. Being a U.S. Forest Service campground, if you have a handicap pass, you can get the 50% off, or the fees themselves are not too crazy high. Uh, This campground is... A hidden gem, but it's also known by the locals in the area who um, enjoy going here. You can see there's a picnic bench. There are fire rings located at the campsites. And again, plenty of spacing between you and your neighbor campers. There's even pull-through sites available for you too. So our hidden gem this week is Leith Run Campground located in the state of Ohio along the Ohio River. And if we get down here, we can actually take a look at some of the prettier sites that they have with views looking out over the Ohio River itself. Again, paved roads. You can see it's really clean. It does get wet here, so the pavement helps. So you're not going to be driving in a lot of mud or getting stuck in the mud. But I actually think that this site right here, I'm going to stop right there. And actually, there's somebody hanging out at it. Um, This site is, site number 11, is the best site, in our opinion, at this location. You can see there's a few other back end sites. But look at that angle that gentleman has in his campsite right there, uh, checking out, looking at the water. Leith Run Campground, located in the state of Ohio. There'll be a link in the description below. And this has been another Hidden Gem Campground for you to go discover and enjoy. Back to you, Mike and Jen.
0: All right. Thanks to Mark for that report. Always good to see you, Mark. And uh, you can find that campground right here. We'll put a link uh, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Just go to rvlifestyle.com and look under the podcast show notes. We'll link to that awesome camping that Mark just showed us. And you can uh, do a search there and find out lots more from Mark's campgroundviews.com website. But that link to that Pennsylvania campground... We'll post it for you in the show notes and in the description below. All right. That's it. We're about ready to hit the road. Uh, We will be bringing you next week's podcast from multiple destinations as we travel south. So I can't wait to get going.
1: I can't either. Anxious.
0: All right. We'll see you guys next
1: week. Happy trails.